Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. One of the organizations that has really become a center of the nonprofit ecosystem in the McKeesport area has been for more than 100 years, but its role has become ever more important, is the Salvation Army. With us this morning are the two captains who have been in charge of the Salvation Army in McKeesport for about a year and a half now, uh, Moner and Sarah LePay. Uh, good morning, Moner. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Uh, first things first, uh, we, we, we are in the Easter season, and I want to ask you about, because the Salvation Army is somewhat unique, and there's both a worship component and a service component to what the Salvation Army does, and I want to ask you about that as well for people who are not familiar. And although we are in the Lenten season now, it's not that long ago that we just got out of the, the Christmas season. How did the Red Kettle campaign go for the McKeesport area this year? Well, um, I would say it went really well. Um, we received a lot of help and support. Um, we had a goal. Our goal was um, $55,000. And um, with the help of volunteers and paid care workers, we were able to raise um, just under $50,000. Okay. So we were so grateful for that. And um, with that money, of course, we use it to, you know, to supply for um, the need of the community, such as buying toys for the children and provide food for families. So the Red Kettle campaign went really well this year, um, a little better than last year. And did you, do you also do the angel trees as, as well with uh, gifts for kids for Christmas time? Yes, we do. We, we served, uh, I think, around 500, a little more than 500 children this year. Got about gifts? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Give us your uh, phone. You're located on uh, Walnut Street in McKeesport, just catty corner to the post office uh, at the corner of 9th and Walnut. But uh, give us your phone number for people maybe who are listening who want more information. Yeah, the office number is 412-673-6627. It's, uh, we're, we're talking with uh, Monaire and Sarah LePay. They are captains in charge of the Salvation Army in McKeesport. The, the, a lot of people will be listening to this on a Sunday morning on our radio stations. What's happening on this Sunday morning as uh, they're, they're hearing this? What, what are people doing? Well, every Sunday morning we have a church service, and that is open to everyone. Everyone is welcome. And we always say, come just as you are. We don't look at people. We just open the door and we welcome everyone. Um, we have uh, one service every Sunday. Um, however, we have Sunday school um, that for all ages as well, where we just, you know, study about the Bibles before church. So Sunday school starts at 9 a.m. And um, our worship service starts at 10 a.m. And again, that is open to everyone. Everyone is welcome for that. The Salvation Army is in the Christian tradition, and my understanding always was that it's closely related to Methodism. So if, if folks are familiar with the Methodist service, a lot of things are going to be very familiar to them. Yes, it yeah. comes off the Methodist church, so yes. Okay. Uh, tell me, uh, we're going to start with you, Sarah, since you just spoke. Uh, Sarah, uh, where did you grow up, uh, and how did you get involved with the Salvation Army? My parents actually were Salvation Army officers as well. 
they went into training school when I the school that the seminary in New York when I was six years old. So I was born outside of Philadelphia, but starting from six on up, we moved around quite a bit with the Salvation Army, and I was born into it. So that's how I came to okay. be. Manair, same question. Where, where, did, where did you grow up? Where was home for you? And uh, how did you become to be involved with the Salvation Army? Well, in my case, it's a little different. Um, so I was born and raised as well in the Salvation Army. Um, I am from Haiti in a small town called um, Lazil, the best town in Haiti. So, um, yeah, um, in Haiti, it's a little different, the Salvation Army. So um, all my um, elementary and, um, you know, um, school I went to the Salvation Army. They provided schooling for, um, you know, elementary and under. So I spent all my years um, studying, and um, it was a request that you have to attend church. So that's how <laughs> I become part of the Salvation yeah. Army. And my, my parents and uh, my older um, brothers and sisters as well, you know, follow the same um, um, footsteps. So that's how I become part of the Salvation Army. And, um, you know, as I grew up, um, I believe at the age of 15, between 15 and, and 16, um, I was involved in a lot of activities um, such as um, brass band, singing, and that's when I become, you know, a member, like part of the Salvation Army. And um, when I um, come in the, in the U.S. Um, about 18 years ago, um, I received my calling um, to go as a full-time minister, minister, minister and... Um, I went to New York again in the college to study, and um, since then um, I've been part of the Salvation Army, and um, we've been ser- serving um, for the last seven years. And yeah, where did you go to school in New York? You said it is in Suffern, New York, just outside of um, the city. Okay. Yeah. And it's the Salvation Army's own seminary. They okay. have their own. Okay. Uh, we're talking with Sarah and Moner LePay. They are in charge of the Salvation Army in McKeesport. We're talking about some of the services uh, that the Salvation Army provides in, in McKeesport. Uh, and also, we're going to ask uh, in just a couple of minutes how people can get involved, what sorts of help uh, and needs uh, that you both are seeing in, in the McKeesport community after a year. Uh, Monero, let's start with you. Where, where was your first uh, assignment with the Salvation Army after you completed seminary? Um, after we graduating, our first assignment was in Waltham, Massachusetts. Okay. And um, we didn't have a clue where that was. We didn't even know that was existing. <laughs> Were you both married by then? Yes. Okay, so you went together. We were together, okay. yes. Yeah. Um, so we went there. Uh-huh. Um, actually, it's not you know too far. It's about three hours and a half away from from, from the college. So um, we went there for our first appointment. And, you know, your first appointment, first time minister, you know, it wasn't um, the easiest job in the world, but um, we managed through it. We received a lot of support there. And we were there for just under four years. So that was the first appointment. And, and I think Waltham, Massachusetts, is, is a lot like McKeesport in some ways. It's a former mill town, and I think there's a lot of need there, if I remember correctly. Yes, it's um, there's a lot of um, similarity. It's just a little bigger in yeah. size, but um, the need is just um, about the same as, yeah. as you say. It's, this, it's a town just outside of Boston. So yes, it's um, there's a lot of needs there as well. We, we seem to talk on this program, and I mentioned this the last few weeks, a lot about career paths and how people found their, their vocations or their avocations. How did you know you were called to, to ministry? You said you heard the call and uh, entered the seminary. How did you know you were called? Well, I always have um, the heart to serve others. And um, 
since I was, I would say, in my early teen, you know, I've been helping um, people, especially, you know, older people who are not able to help themselves and then kids as well. So um, every time I, I kind of feel like, you know, this is what God put in my heart to, mm. to, to help people in need, to serve people. And, um, you know, and I've been to a lot of um, study and reading the Bibles and, you know, have like my daily devotion with God. And I can, I can hear, I can feel God is telling me, you know, what you're doing is what, you know, Jesus was doing on earth. That's what I need you to do. So um, I just keep on doing it, keep on doing it. Every day I feel more eager to do more, to do more. And, um, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, God, so you're telling me something. And then I just feel like God is telling me, you know, you just need to do that as a full-time minister now, what you've been doing. Sarah, same question. How did you know that you had heard the call? You said you, your parents uh, had been in the Salvation Army, so you grew up uh, in the church. But how, how did you know? Um, when I was 16, I worked at a summer camp that the Salvation Army ran. And I felt the calling then, but because I was young, I sort of just pushed it aside and was like, you know, I don't want, I don't know if that's really what I want to do. I was this shy person who didn't really like to talk in front of people and <laughs> all of that. And but, then we make you put talk on the radio. <laughs> I'm okay with it now, oh, okay. though. <laughs> okay. um, but anyways, we, I, it wasn't, wasn't until years later, actually, on our first date that when he said, you know, I want to be a Salvation Army officer. And I said, okay, well, I guess, you know, I need to start thinking about this again. You know, if things are going to get serious, if yeah. things end up getting serious between us, I need to really um, think about this. And then, of course, things did get serious, and we just kept talking about it, and we felt God was telling us, you know, this is what I want you to do. You know, I called you both at a young age, and, you know, I had a reason for doing that, so you need to go ahead and do this. The stupid question, but maybe there's no such thing as a stupid question if I don't know the answer. Is is there a, uh, like, teachers go through sort of an apprenticeship or where people go through an apprenticeship? How do you apprentice to the ministry? Do you shadow someone else? Do you uh, work alongside someone else once you're out of seminary? How does it, how, what is the training program like? Well, once you're at the seminary, it's, it's not, it's a lot of book work like mm-hmm. we yeah. do we don't there's not there is some practical like practical stuff mm-hmm. that we do as well we go out on the field and we go to different salvation armies on sundays and lead the worship there as a group of people a group um from the class we'll go there and do that so and then like student teaching where you yeah, have so, college we have classwork and then you have pr- yeah. you said practicum mm-hmm. work yeah yep. okay and how long is that process before you got your first posting Two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're talking with uh, Sarah and Monair LePay. They're in charge of the uh, Salvation Army in McKeesport. Give us the telephone number at the office again if, if people need information. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Strifler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Strifler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Strifler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifflers also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. Back with Monair and Sarah LePay. They are with the Salvation Army in McKeesport. That's what we're talking about. It's been their career paths, their vocations, and also uh, neither of them are native to McKeesport. They're both new to the western Pennsylvania area over the last year and a half. I wanted to ask them... What the reception was like, Sarah, how did, uh, when you and Monero arrived in McKeesport, what was the reception like? 
everybody, in, including the church people and the clients, they seemed excited to have new faces in the community because the last people had been here for about four years. Mm-hmm. And they were they were excited to see a fresh young couple, married couple with because and with children as mm-hmm. well, just to put a fresh new face to the the uh, location here. Anything surprise you? Anything? I mean, you probably have seen a lot in your travels. Anything unusual? Um, I think the only thing that surprised me was the fact of so much abandoned property yeah. in there because I've never I've I've seen abandoned property because I mean living outside of Philadelphia there's yeah. a lot down there but nothing compared to what I've seen around here with just abandoned property and like the poverty level and everything like that has been quite an eye opener. What are the needs that you're seeing from the community and that you're hearing from uh, clients and people who worship at, at the Salvation Army on Sundays? I would say that we, the, our biggest thing right now is we're seeing an in, a big influx in our the people we're taking in for food. Okay. Uh, there's been it was when we first got here it wasn't as high, but now it's just all of a sudden it seems like the numbers each month are climbing up and up and up. When we the more we see more and more people every month, and it's people who they didn't need this help in the past, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, I'm coming to you. I feel kind of ashamed, but we're like, you don't feel ashamed. We're here for you to do to give you the food and give you any other assistance that we can give you. I think, but I think food is the biggest thing. And then um, I would say just a place like a good, a church where they feel welcomed. Cause mm-hmm. some of the, we've heard some stories about other places around that they go in and they kind of feel a bit odd. Like they don't feel like they're quite welcomed in the church and that's not how it should be in church. And right. we're like, anybody is like he said earlier, anybody that comes in our church service, we welcome them. And we want them to come back and continue to be part of our church family. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. I want to um, jump back to one thing you said, which is the need for food uh, seems to have jumped up. Is this distribution through food pantry? Is this through, because I know there's also a meal program at, at the Salvation Army, or there has been in the past where there, people can get a hot meal, or both of those? It is both of them. Yeah, um, yeah I think... Um, we've seen the biggest jump in the food pantry, but definitely there's certain times of the month when the soup kitchen is also has higher numbers. Any indication on what's causing that? People have lost jobs. Uh, COVID money has run out. What, any idea? I think it's a mixture of all of it, yeah. a little bit of everything. Sure. Uh, we're talking with Sarah and Monair LePay of the Salvation Army in McKeesport. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that they are working on for this summer if you're in the McKeesport area. How far does your catchment area go out? How far do people come to the McKeesport Salvation Army from? Um, quite a, there's, we serve quite a few areas. We serve, I think, White Oak. We serve all of McKeesport. We serve North Versailles, Glassport. Um, Banola, Boston, mm-hmm. and Greenock, I think. Because there, there, there's also a Salvation Army in Homestead. I mean, you're all part of the yeah. Western Pennsylvania District, but mm-hmm. that there are other um, worship and service centers yes. in, in, in the area. Manera, I'm going to throw a curveball at you because you said something that intrigues me, but I don't think we have it, at least in Western Pennsylvania, in my since I've grown up here. And that is, you mentioned the, the music part of the Salvation Army, which I think is a having a Salvation Army band, I think, is a very big part of the Salvation Army in other countries, but I don't know that it's so much in Pennsylvania. Is that accurate? Um, or maybe I not recently? Say, um, maybe not recently, but um, when you talk about Salvation Army, um, music is side by side. Yeah. Um, 
you know, while not every Salvation Army officers or, you know, people in the Salvation Army play music, yeah. but they have an idea. And when you talk about the Salvation Army, they look at brass band. Not like yeah. all type of music, but oh, brass yeah. music. Um, so, um, yeah, um, you know, when I um, um, saw the Salvation Army, um, I, I um, learned um, how to play an instrument, um, brass instrument. And um, that um, become um, a big um, part of the Salvation Army because... Um, you know, they are places where the Salvation Army hold open air and yeah. um, they have like outside um, service and um, they have like a marching band mm-hmm. as well. So um, the marching band pretty much is not like, you know, a fancy dance type thing, but it just yeah. to catch, grab people's attention. Yeah. Like the army is, is on the world here. So yeah. that's what that's pretty much uh, means. So we have um, brass band in most of the Salvation Army and, um, you know, um, in um, Tempo in Pittsburgh, we have like a, a decent okay. brass band. Um, we had one in McKeesport at some point because when I came here a year and a half ago, I found a whole bunch of instruments, but nobody to play them. <laughs> so I don't know what happened there, but it seems like at some point there was a band there because the instrument and the music, they're still there, but the people are not there. So what we're trying to do is is um, we offer a music class um, for the kids, yeah. and we we do that um, on Wednesdays um, afternoon. So um, um, we have church program on Wednesday evening starting at 4. So um, right now we have that happening currently. Yeah. So the kids come after school, and we feed them, and we provide a meal for them, and we teach them music, teach them dance, and um, we have uh, my troops program as well. So um, I am the teacher there. Um, so <laughs> so if you have children out there, you want them you know, to learn an instrument, uh, most likely brass instrument as of right now, please send them um, to Mickey Sport. And you can't miss the Salvation Army. We are at 821 Walnut Street. If you know where the post office is, yeah. you will find the Salvation Army. Uh, I, I have my fingers crossed that someday we will be able to have the Salvation Army, a band, and a get at McKee Sport. I don't know in my lifetime. I don't remember them having a band. So those instruments are probably uh, <laughs> they, pretty old. They look old. So, but but yeah, that that I, I don't think kids grow up anymore. You know, I think there was a tradition a hundred years ago mm-hmm. of everybody learned to play the piano or learned to play the trumpet yeah. or something. I don't I don't know that that happens anymore. But good luck. But Wednesdays you are doing music classes. Why is music such an important part of worship? Uh, what is it that, uh, that music unlocks uh, for you as a part of a worship? Well, uh, that is even back in the days, you know, um, music played an important part in worship um, because um, if you know the story of um, um, David, um, David um, was a musician and, um, you know, um, he used his talent, he used his gift to play music uh, um, to calm down, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, a, a man that was like so upset, you know. So music play an important part in worship. Not only is grab people's attention, but it's it, it's part of the elements of worship. It adds flavors to worship. Now you can worship without any music. You know, God give you a gift. Yeah. God give you two hands. You can clap. You know, God give you a, a gift. You can you can sing. But music just um, adds flavor to the worship. And of course, music grabs people's attention to worship. Mm-hmm. Now you know we don't we don't go to church you know for music. But um, just to have, you know, maybe a speaker outside your church or your door crack open and people can hear some nice music playing, you know, that's more like attractive to me uh, um, for people to walk in to join, um, you know, the worship than if you're just singing a cappella. So that's that, yeah. that's my that's my theory of music in worship. It's it plays a very important part, but this is not the reason we worship. Worship music just adds flavors to worship. We're going to shift gears uh, slightly before we have another break coming up, and that is one of the things that I think people uh, know the Salvation Army from is emergency response and disaster relief. Um, how many folks are involved in, in this area in 
helping out with the disaster relief because I always hear from the, especially from the volunteer fire department, how appreciative they are of the Sally Wagon showing up at, at disasters. So the EDS is not really, it's centralized up in Carnegie at our headquarters. They have a, they have a warehouse up there. So really it's not a lot of people per se in this area, but it's in the Western Penn area that they have it. We actually do have one of the people that is a part of that team lives and grew up in McKeesport. Um, But other than that, it's not, I don't think it's a whole lot like localized people that are involved in it, but they, they are one of the first people to respond when there's something going on. I hear, I hear that over and over again from the fire and EMS uh, personnel around here because we've had some significant, including at the apartment building, uh, the high-rise apartments uh, several months ago where we had a significant number of people displaced. And that was, you know, one of the first ones there was the Salvation Army. Uh, and, of course, we have the bells in the background. So if you're hearing this on Sunday morning, there, there are the bells calling you to, to worship wherever you prefer to worship, including at the Salvation Army at 827 on Walnut Street. When we come back, I want to ask about volunteer opportunities. I want to ask what help the Salvation Army can use, how people can help, and also ask about uh, some summertime programs and plans that you are thinking about, Okay. All right. All right. We're talking with Sarah and Monaire LePay. They are Salvation Army captains at the Salvation Army Worship and Service Center in McKeesport. Give us that phone number one more time. 412-673-6627. We will give that just one more time before we close out this morning. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. Support for this broadcast comes from the City of McKeesport Fair Housing Office. Fair housing is your right, and the Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination in housing because of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, family status, or disability. That includes renting or buying a home, getting a mortgage, seeking housing assistance, or engaging in other housing-related activities. For more information about Fair Housing Act protections in the city of McKeesport, call 412-675-5020, extension 635. Welcome back for a final few minutes with uh, Captains Sarah and Monaire LePay of the Salvation Army in McKeesport, and that's what we are talking about. We were so rudely interrupted by uh, the choral music from the uh, carol bells on our building here. Uh, we, we were talking about volunteerism. Uh, is, is there a role for, for volunteers, even people maybe who are not in the Salvation Army, but who are interested in helping? I, I know you use volunteers for the Red Kettle Campaign, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, during the year, we have our, our uh, food pantry every second Tuesday of the month from 10 to 12. Okay. And we're always looking for um, extra hands for that. Um, we're looking at anything really during the week that we might need a little extra help with. People can, if they're looking for a, a volunteer opportunity, they can come on down. There's some paperwork they have to fill out just to go through yeah, background sure. checks and whatnot. But they can come on down, and if we have anything, I mean, most likely we will. But if we we can put their hands to use for sure. Um. Monero, off the air, you were talking a little bit about some summer programs you would like to see if you can get started this year. Uh, what sort of things are you, are you looking for, and um, what kind of help would you need? So um, we are at the very, very early um, stage, and um, just to make a correction, we're not going to be able to start that yeah. this summer, but that's our goal, mm-hmm. to have that program running in the summertime. You know, we're trying to um, op- use our space yeah. um, for the kids, um, because... Uh, 
I, I don't know, but um, I have a feeling that most of the kids after, you know, when, when there is no school, unless they go on vacation, there's nothing for them to do. Sure. So we try to use our space um, as a venue where the kids can come. So um, the, the program that um, we are working on right now um, for the summer is like a sports program. Yeah. So, um, we, you know, we're going to have a coach that can um, teach the kids, you know, some um some, some, some basic um, skills of sport. So we're going to try to do that during the summer. And then we're going to um, open as well and after school um, during the school year. So um, both of those things are very, very um, early stage. So that's our project. The Salvation Army, it, it is a church. It is a charity. Um, if people want to make a donation, I, I'm assuming the best way, way to do it is to go online. They can go online, um, they can write a check um, mm-hmm. and mail it direct to the Salvation Army, or they can stop by at the Salvation Army and um, just bring a donation. So um, either, either, either way, um, they can make a donation. To and I, I was wrong. I said 827 Walnut Street. It's 821 Correct. Walnut Street. 827 puts you out in the middle of Ninth Avenue somewhere. <laughs> 821 Walnut Street uh, in McKeesport, 15132. So, so one of the goals is to maybe in 2025 get some after school and, and summertime programs up and running. Uh, what are some other goals? What are some other uh, things you'd like to tackle while you're here? We'd like to be able to have more de- more availability for our pantry because yeah. we have emergency food but it's not the same as when, when they come in for pantry does that is that are you do partner with greater pittsburgh food bank or yes, where does this do. come from okay. yes i think about 95 percent of our food if not more comes from the, okay. Pitt, the pittsburgh food bank okay what, what, what are some other things that you'd like to obviously manera you mentioned uh getting the building uh completely up and running again Yes. Um, and um, one thing I want to mention before I say anything else is yeah. w- um, we are always um, open to any donors or anyone to come and t- take a look at our building. So um, if anyone want to come, you know, the phone number again is um, 412-673-6627. You can call us or you can stop by and just say, um, I would like to take a tour of the building or, you know, I would like to make a donation. But I want to, you know, I want, I want to see the building. So we are open for that as, um, to that as well. So um, just let us know and we will give you a tour um, to the building. So um, right now we are uh, in great need of, um, you know, not too much of food, but more like, um, you know, funding to, um, to, to, to help um, renovate the building. And as well, we, 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 we help people with um, utilities and rent. And, um, I was just going to ask, because yeah. we only have a few minutes left here, but I was going to ask about um, uh, resettling people who have become unhoused or homeless mm-hmm. temporarily. Are, are people able to reach out to the Salvation Army for that help? They can, they can, and we are open um, to that. Um, the, the only thing that really um, hurt us a lot, and, and we feel bad about it, is when we receive some funding, it does not last. So, oh, sure. that, so people come, oh, um, you, were, you just helped so-and-so. Yes, we just did, and the funding just went out. So yeah. we kind of feel bad. So we are open. I mean, you, you can send us your donation, and it will go directly toward what you want it to be. So you can restrict your donation. You can put under the memo line, if you send a check to the Salvation Army, you want that to be spent for camp, or you want that yeah. to be spent for the building. You want yeah. that to be spent for to pay rent for the people. So we do help with rent and utilities, but the, the, the money is really, really tight right now. Can, can you help with navigating some of these services, too? Because having worked in social services, it amazes me how many different applications you have to do and how many different agencies there are. Can you help people connect with these services as well, these other outside services? Yeah, we actually have a whole list in our each phone in the building, so that way whoever answers the phone is able to tell them, you know, we don't have this funding available, but you can try this number or you can try this location to see if they might have something available for you. Aren't you we have only a final few seconds uh, left here, but I want to ask, uh, Sarah, you alluded to something, and that is people 
people coming in and asking for help with the food pantry who maybe have never asked for help before and they don't know how to or they don't know they're they're afraid to or they're embarrassed to or they're ashamed to you know they, they lost a job or someone got sick um what, what are your words of of advice to them uh to take that first step to to ask for help how do, how do you encourage them just know that there's no judgment whatsoever like you're coming in to help i'm not here to say oh well, why are you all of a sudden like you you come in here in this nice car or whatever why are you coming to ask for this but you know we understand things happen in life and we have no we ha- we don't turn anybody away if they are not from the right zip code we just we'll give them the food now and then tell them where they can go next time but we don't we don't turn anybody away Manier, same thick question final thoughts on that on that yeah, um, like I said, we welcome everyone, both for the church and for the social service. So, um, you know, we here at the Salvation Army to help. So, please come as you are. Um, when you come, we will do the best to help you. And if we don't have the resource, we will give you a referral. So, anyone welcome to come for food and assistance. And anyone is welcome to come for church. And I know we don't have much time. I just want to mention that we have uh, overnight camp coming. If you need to know more information about that, please visit the website or call us at 412-673-6627 to know more about Summer Camp. And you can go to SalvationArmy.org and type in your zip code, and it will direct you either to the McKeesport uh, Worship and Service Center or one of the others in the western Pennsylvania. Or, or for our people who are listening online who are no longer in the McKeesport area, uh, wherever you are uh, in the United States. Uh, Moner uh, LePay, thank you so much for coming in and talking with us this morning. Thank you. Likewise, Sarah LePay, thank you so much for, for talking with us. Thank you for having us. They have been our guests this morning, and thank you all for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.